What if you were born with a disease that you always knew would kill you? And then what if all of a sudden you were given a second chance? Well, that's exactly what happened to me. And it's the question that we explore on the new podcast series, Breathless from Snack Labs. Join me, Jeremy Saunders, for a series that explores what it means to live and die, to love and to lose, and what it's like to have your whole life turned upside down and the unexpected challenges that come with a life-saving drug. You can listen to Breathless now, wherever you get your podcasts. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hi, baby. Hello, my love. Uh, ready to talk about some sex. I am ready to talk about sex. Okay. Yeah. Which is different than gender. Oh, okay. <laughs> what, a seg- what a segue. How about that? Um, yesterday, July, what date did I say? 14th? Is... Um, Yesterday was July 14th, yeah. Yeah, is the day of, of awareness and recognition for um, the non-binary folks in the world. Mm-hmm. And it, it got me thinking, you know, and I, I was scrolling on my, on my Facebook feed and I was alerted to it being that, that day of recognition because um, that's kind of where I get my news primarily, honestly. Uh, I realized how many genderqueer, gender fluid, gender non-binary folks I know. Yeah. Not not that I'm necessarily like, you know, I don't have a ton of of close um, genderqueer friends, but I do. I was like, oh, 
this, you know, it made me reflect on the beginning of this podcast and our first sort of conversation with someone who used pronouns, they, them, and it Mm. being like a little scary. Like I remember being like scared to, to be, to say the wrong thing or be offensive, offensive. And, and I'm just like, Oh, now it's, it's almost like, Oh, it's, um, it barely raises a flag in my mind. Mm, mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I, I think I would feel the exact same way. I mean, we started this podcast, what, like four years ago and, um, uh, like the way I used language then versus the way I use language now has changed drastically. Yeah. Mind you, I'm, I'm not going to like, I'll be very honest and, and I'm sure people have like people who pick up on this sort of thing. Um, and rightfully so should, uh, I still, I still slip up from time to time. I use, mm. I like, I, I'm, I'm, I, I unbeknownst to myself use pretty like gendered language quite, quite often. Um, but I, but when I, like the other day, we we spoke to someone who identifies as um, non-binary, unsick boy, and I think I think like the if it was five years ago and we were doing that, like the whole time I'd be in my head like, don't fuck this up, don't fuck this up, mm-hmm. and now it's much it it's now it's just like oh yeah no this is like these are their pronouns they told you what they are and yes yeah. and then. You just use that and it's very, it's very simple. Yeah. There's not like, it doesn't, it's not a, oh, and, and, it's, and, and if, and if you slip up, you just go, sorry, sorry, they, not she or he, mm-hmm. what have you. Yeah. But you're right. It's we, and especially through this podcast, we've, we've met quite a few people who are, uh, non-gender conforming and yeah. actually I found out about, uh, I didn't realize that it was, it was non-binary recognition day. Uh, until I saw a past guest of ours here on this show, Stu. Yeah. Uh, Stu made a post about about it, and I was like, "Oh, that's nice." Yeah. So so happy. I mean, it's belated now because it was yeah. yesterday, but happy uh, uh, non-binary recognition day. Is that what, is that the technical? Actually, term? I don't think uh, that's a technical re- recognition term. recognition. Day? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? What the fuck is I recognition? I don't think so. <laughs> International world 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 renowned International Non-Binary Day. Is that what is it? No, I I, I uh, Non-Binary Day. Uh, okay. International Non-Binary People's Day. There you go. Yeah, that's better than what I said. Uh, <laughs> non-Binary Recognition Day. Oh God! You know what's so? I wonder funny? who. Had, I wonder. Who, I wonder who, who had the first day. Like, what had the first day? Was it an illness, or was it a was a was a marginalized group? Cause like there, there's now there's a day for there's a day for there was a country. It, there's a day. Was it was it a day? Was was it a country a birthday? Day? I think no, it's no, a birthday. No, no, no. But I don't mean I don't mean like I don't mean like Canada Day or like or that kind of shit. I mean like awareness like day. Awareness day. Yeah. Like who had the first awareness day? I feel like it's going to be some kind of cancer that affects white men. Let's 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 see if we can find out what was the first awareness day. Um, actually, you know what? This might be really hard to find. Yeah. Because like, who's the fucking say, you know? It doesn't, I, I Google that and it doesn't give me anything. It just gives me a list of all the awareness days. Well, if Google can't tell you straight up, then I know. 
that's going to take some, that is going to take some digging. You know, we, um, I, I feel like, you know, we have a handful of new listeners that drop in every episode. You know, when I check out a new podcast, I usually check out like the newest episode. And, um, and so for folks that are just kind of, um, getting introduced to, to us and, and, uh, and, haven't necessarily been on the journey with us since day one and maybe are new to even things like, Hey, what actually is the difference between sex and gender? Um, I would like to try I would like to take a stab at it without looking it up based on, you know, what you've learned, what, I, what I've learned is that, um, that sex refers to like biological or physical features, um, you know, male and female being, you know, in, in all biology in, and, uh, and then our, and then our, our gender is more of a societal sort of understanding of what male gender norm, like norms are and female gender norms. And then, and then what that does is, is assumes that your, your physical, your biology, your genitals, are associated with uh, the role that you should play in in society. So we get what ends up happening is you know we're born, we have a vulva, we are um, we are gendered as female. Our parents buy us pink clothes and dolls, and you know and teach you us how to put an apron on. Yeah, or a teacher or a nurse, and. Um, like th- those are the things that my grandmother would have been like. When yeah. are you going to get a a late a job a, for a, a lady? Real late, a real lady job, exactly. Right. Um, and so a lot of us are finding ourselves in in you know relationships where like we're like okay we are we're in a domestic relationship. Our roles are very heteronormative or very like gender normal, and you know I, like maybe we're coming at it and recognizing that that gender roles happen in this way or you know maybe we're waking up to this is what i think i i feel like the idea of everybody not fitting into one of two camps makes so much sense to me now that i'm like of course of course there's way more than yeah. mm-hmm. the the gender roles that are assigned to us and um so i'm really excited about that discovery and I'm really excited about people claiming that like right to not have to fit into a camp to just like be a human being and yeah I mean there's 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 a goddamn there's there sure is a lot of work to be done but there it seems like there's been there's been a lot of work yeah happening yeah in terms of recognizing that over the especially over the last like half a decade um especially over the last like five years, you know, I've, and, and it's, it, it's really nice to know that it's, it is very exciting mm-hmm. to like see that, but there's, but again, lots of work to be, to be done. Totally. And, I, and I, I feel like I can't not mention um, something else that I've learned about through doing this podcast, which is intersex. So then there's like, mm-hmm. we almost always have like erased the fact that actually some people are both born with male and female biological genitalia and Mm -hmm. that, and then like that didn't work, that didn't work so well, you know, 
I don't think for capitalism. So those people mm. kind of got erased a little mm-hmm. bit or talking mm-hmm. about that became, or having that or being born that way became weird, you know, mm-hmm. even though it's mm-hmm. not, it's actually not all, all that terribly, terribly rare. Right. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. So the more, you know, babe, you I know, mean, learning, just re- and, learning and growing and, and having fun doing it. That's what, that's what life's all about. Growth and learning and enjoying all of it. Is that what it's all about? I fucking hope so. Because huh. I don't want to do anything else. I'm just, <laughs> I'm tired of doing anything but learning, growing, and enjoying it. But isn't growing sometimes really hard? Sometimes it fucking is, and I'm, and I would rather it wasn't. Like, You'd rather it wasn't hard like that? Yep, I'd rather it just be really pleasant. Uh, but I know that that's not possible all the time. <laughs> so, I, you know what? I, uh, thank you for sharing that. And I wasn't going to bring this up, but now that we're talking about what you're just, what we just talked about there for a sec, very split second of growing and changing, um, maybe I'll bring this up. I am, I'm not doing too good. And I try to keep, I try to keep like, I mean, it, no one fucking likes listening to a podcast where the hosts are just like, hey, l- like, l- listen to, to my personal life. But that's basically what this this podcast has become. Uh, so, um, uh, so I'm sorry to all the listeners out there who who despise that. Um, but I am I'm not I'm going through a really hard time, and um, I don't want to use the word breakup because I don't I don't know what I don't know what I'm going through. I'm going through a separate. I'm going through. I'm taking a break. I'm taking a bit of space from, from my partner, from Becca, my partner, Becca, who doesn't live here, moved to Yellowknife and we're taking a bit of time apart and it's really hard for me. And I am like mentally, I'm struggling really hard. And, uh, um, and I was thinking about this yesterday about how I, I've never really experienced um, like a big breakup except for one, one other time, which was with my like high school girlfriend. And that was really, that was really hard. And like, that took a fucking huge toll on me, but I was also like 21, you know, and like didn't know much about life. And so I, I, you know, I, 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 it's like, I, at this moment I look back at that time and I go, Oh, well that was hard because you were young, but now I'm, now I'm, I'm potentially going through something like that again. And it's really fucking me up. And, uh, and it was reminding me about how hard, like how hard I grieve when I, when I experience loss of like a death of someone close to me and how similar this feels like a, like I'm grieving the loss of, I'm grieving almost at the same like, uh, pain level that I would grieve like a, a death. Yeah. And I'm, it's fucking, it's really tough and I don't know what to do. I probably should like speak to someone like a professional, but knowing me, I'll, I'll also probably just not do that and put that off for a long time. So I guess, I guess the reason I'm bringing this up is I know that this is not an uncommon experience for, for folks. And, uh, if there's anyone out there who has any sort of like concrete or like constructive ideas or, knowledge as to 
what's like a really healthy way to manage and deal with grieving the loss of a relationship or, or grieving the, like the change of a relationship, if that's what it might be. Mm -hmm. Um, I would really appreciate hearing that. So, uh, you can personally just like reach out to me or you can email us. Yeah. You can always email us at termionpodcast.gmail.com. And I think you, I mean, that's, it's funny that you said you should probably talk to someone, but you probably won't because you babes, you just kind of basically, you were like, does anyone out there want to talk to me? Do it? Yeah. Does anyone want to give me free uh, counseling? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But honestly, uh, um, that's really funny I because I am here late today to record with you because I was having breakfast with a girlfriend of mine and it's a mutual friend of ours and mm -hmm. she and her partner are going to therapy together and it's taken years to get him to go therapy to and we were it. fucking talking sure. about what we were talking about is like well is the it is what that puts on the the people around you who might be a female partner um, to do the work for you because you, you just said it's openly and, and you're not the only one. Like I've seen this in, in their relationship and, and we were talking about in relationship to other relationships we know where it's the same thing. It's like, Hey, maybe we should talk to someone or maybe I should talk to someone. And then you don't. And it's like, mm. you know, who ends up carrying that is like, I I don't I don't it makes me it hurts me when you're hurting so yeah, right, you yeah. know yeah no yeah yeah it's just I guess not, not I, to make it about me but I'm saying no no to, I, that, I, that's I part of the work I understand what you mean yeah I understand yeah. what you mean yeah I, I mean I guess like 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 taking that step to like see okay so like if I was just gonna if I was gonna go see a therapist because I'm going through a potential breakup mm -hmm. that's a it's already so overwhelming this process. Yeah. And that step, not making excuses, but that is it, that the idea of taking that step is like, is also really mentally like taxing and overwhelming and, and scary. And so, but yeah, no, you're totally right. You're well, be right. Because you go for one thing, but the, Oh, and all this other shit comes out. All and then you're like, you're like, fuck now I got, now I got to talk <laughs> about like the time I was fucking, you know, I was, I was fucking, like I don't know, whatever, fucking hit by my father when I was sick. My dad never hit me, but <laughs> had to come know. up with something. Yeah, I had to come up with something. That, but their job, know. and you know this, you've experienced this, is no, for I you know, to I pour know. all that shit out. I know. If anyone here is like, yeah, but therapy is a lot of emotional work, for sure. But tell me, you don't feel when you walk out of a therapy session where you've been like here's all the shit that just feels like noise in my head. And they go, mm. really? It sounds, don't want to be reductive, but really it sounds, it's like it's this. Mm -hmm. Yes. And, and you're validated and you come out with more understanding. Yeah. You know, but man, you know, it feels so good though is when you, is when you can actually, I should, I know I shouldn't say this, but it's when you, when you do it, when you do that work yourself, man, that feels good. Eh? Well, here's the thing. You I don't know, have, I know. You here, Here's the reason that is a problem because uh, it's like, you know what? I'll just educate myself on anti-racism. I don't right, need any, right. I need no other resources. Yeah. That's, Everything yeah. I need is within me. Fuck. When you put it that way, you're God, you're right. Yeah. That's a, that's a, that's a crazy thing to say. Yeah. Yeah. 
Anyway, we uh, let's move on from this. Um, <laughs> I, I think I'd prefer if we just moved on. <laughs> Is this what you're going to do in therapy? Yeah, Are you just going to no, move on? No, hey, no come on now. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just already too sad, and I don't want to. I just don't want to go any further down this road. Hey, you know what? Let's read. Let's. How about you read a uh, a really angry rant? I've been listening to a lot of fucking angry metal music. Kiddo. And it feels so good. Um, it, I'm, it's really actually like it's doing me wonders. So and and I know we just got a couple of weeks ago. We we I, I went on a, a rant about ma- not people not wearing masks and right. being and being um, fucking dumb. And and then in that rant, I think you suggested, hey, if anybody out there has like a rant that they want to share with us, share share with us your rant. And someone actually wrote wrote in a, a rant. They took that seriously. Um, and. I would love for you to read it because I lo- I read this and I was like, I punched the air after I read it. I was like, fuck yeah. This is what, that, this is what I'm fucking talking about. You know, like I got, it got me all riled up. So yeah. let's, I le- let's rile some fucking people up. I was hesitant. I was because, because his email does stay, state at the beginning. I love this. This is, this hooked me right away. If it's true that you will have a new ranting section from your followers, here's a piece of content just in case. If it was only a joke, then ha ha, you got me. That I loved that. And also I was like, maybe it's not a good idea to get into the practice of reading other people's rants because what happens when we have something that someone sends in that we're like, oh, I don't know what this might bring up. And then we're in this whole political situation of having to, anyway, but this is not, I know. I mean, that's that's the nature of... uh, It's a big responsibility. It's the nature of the beast, you know? (laughs) I don't know what that means, but okay. So here we go. Here's our very, very first submitted rant. Hello, guys. My name is Adrian, gay male, 33 years old. I'm a huge fan of your podcast. I'm here to rant about double standards in LGBTQ plus community. Let's do this. I've been self-educating about transgender rights. I don't have any transgender friends yet, so I've been watching their videos on social media, exposing their daily basic struggles to be more familiar with their lifestyle. I'm a Venezuelan living in Spain and talking with my gay male friend from the UK, he says, in England, we can marry. Honestly, I don't think we need to keep fighting for any other rights. I was furious. So this is to address any cisgender member of the community who thinks that the fight is over. You listen to me, you motherfucker. It was transgender black women who initiated the fight for gay rights. So we still owe them a big fight until transgender rights are fully recognized. The fight is far from over. Just because equal marriage is allowed in 35 countries doesn't mean we're there yet. There are still 160 countries left. And let's not even talk about adoption rights, job opportunities, and media representation. We need to fight for the rights of all the members of our community. Transgender people, for instance, have it way more difficult than a gay male. Even a doctor's appointment can become a hate crime within seconds. So, as we needed and still need the support of straight allies to score victories, we need to fight for the rights of all members of our community. You can be a factor of change just by having a conversation with someone. And if you don't care about any other rights, then just shut the fuck up. We won't tolerate discrimination in our own house, period. The fight will be over when every single country in the motherfucking world has at least one openly LGBTQ plus member sitting in office as president, prime minister, or equivalent. Thanks, guys. 
Yo. Fucking represent. I love it. It's fucking. It, it's so true, though. You know, just just because like just because you feel like. Just because you feel like, I don't, I, man, I don't get that at all. Just because you feel like you you are no Shall- longer oppressed. Yeah. Like like you've come out of uh, like oppression in some way. Doesn't mean like. Well, a I, I don't I, I like they said in that email. Like I don't think that that's. You know, if, well, I don't think that's actually the case. I mean, there, there's there's definitely been a lot of a lot of like le- like you know positivity in the in the way forward towards like being more accepting and and an open world to to you know love and um accept gay folks for who they are and 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 like and their rights to be married or what have you but dude that's that's only a small fraction of the world that actually sees it that way. I love There's this person. Pretty awful places out there. Yeah, I I love this person's like, like, yeah, not in my backyard. Like, not in. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> that was not a gay. That was not a gay. No, na- I, nail I, joke. I, I, oh, I get you. Yeah, yeah, all right. <laughs> but like, not in this back door. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I, you know, like, fucking take care of your neighbors. It's the same thing as wear a mask. It's yeah, like, yeah. No, yeah. it's not it's not good enough that just some of us yeah are protected. It's not. It reminds me it reminds me of um I and I think I brought this up on this podcast before or maybe a sick boy but I just I just recently watched uh Disclosure. Did I talk <gasps> about Yeah, we talked about it. I watched yeah, yeah. it a couple of nights ago for the first yeah, time. Yeah, and what did you think? Like Ugh. it was it's fucking amazing, right? It was really really good and it made it's just you can't get into <laughs> the issues presented and, you know, for transgender folks in that documentary without it being an eye opener for how we represent, you know, race, how we represent gender, how like it's all the way we've historically been exposed to anyway, whatever, just watch the documentary, understand a little bit about how the fucking content you watch is curated and how it affects, you know, our mm. learning, how it affects the way we look at each other. Like, it's just a good, it's just a great eye-opener. Eye opener. Mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah. And also, if you're a film buff, if you're a film nerd, fuck. It's great right up your alley. Great yeah. doc, yeah. Um, all right. Well, this was nice. We we got we we aired some dirt. We aired some some uh, some laundry. We we read rants. We um, we gave uh, some love and shout outs to our some recognition. Our, uh, some recognition to our our non-binary uh, friends out there. Um, and this is all. And I feel like this is a great way to prep us for the conversation which is about to come, which is a fucking great. Old OG, turn me on. Just tell me about how much of a freak you are. Con- conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, our guest today is Emmy. She is from a small town in Canada, uh, a school teacher with a very, uh, uh, you might say, boisterous sex life. <laughs> and uh, it's it's just like I love the, the, these. Are she's like a the, horn dog. I'm pretty oh, sure. She's a horn dog. Yeah. <laughs> and these are, these are the types of, this is the kind like, this is the shit that made me want to do turn me on was mm-hmm. like, just, just talking to people I don't know about, 
their sexcapades and fuck Emmy is just like top notch, top tier, really good time. So uh, it was nice to be able to connect with her, and I I'm I, I assure you you will you will have as good of a time as we did uh, by listening to our conversation with Emmy. Um, before we do, I just want to thank uh, all of the folks who have signed up for Patreon in the in the last week, a couple weeks. Um, we just, love you. We love you. Um, and so here is a, a special thank you to Ryan. I'm going to assume that it's pronounced Ryan, but it could be Rian. Maybe we are on a first name, a nickname base. I just call you Ree. Uh, but also Kaylee and also Christopher. Thank you so much. And uh, Marlene and George and Wayne and Ellen. You are all just incredible um, folks. Thank you for, for, you know, I think that sometimes we think about yeah, I should, I should donate to that, or I should subscribe here, or I, like I, I should do that. I'll put it on my and you and you and you did the hard thing, which was just actually actually doing it, and we're so grateful. So thank yeah, you. Yeah, and if, and if you're listening to what Brian just said, and you had that thought but you never pulled through, uh, get your fucking act together. <laughs> Go to Patreon.com/slash/TurnMeOn and uh, hit the uh, become a patron button and uh, just join our little community there. Uh, all right. Enjoy this conversation with Emmy, and uh, we love you all, and we will see you on the other side. Emmy, I am. Uh, I'm excited to dive into this uh, primarily because I, like most of our conversations, uh, I'm coming in completely blind. Yeah. Um, but what I have gathered uh, from f- from what I do know is that you are one of those folks who loves to talk about sex <laughs> and talks about sex like probably a little bit more uh, and, and more apt to dive into that than your your social group your your friend group um so would you would you would you say like i mean you're on a sex podcast but would you say it's it's safe to say that you're a pretty sexual or like sexually liberated individual um a hundred percent to everything all of the above yes (laughs) (laughs) i like to talk about it i like to have it i like to explore it i like to know about other people's sex lives (laughs) isn't it the most interesting thing I I am. I, I think mean, it's so interesting to be honest with you. Yeah, me too. It's I, it's why we it's it's it was a bigger part of why I wanted to start this podcast was just to hear just how freaky everyone else is yeah. and what and what they get up to. Do you like talking to all other people about sex or like specific age groups? Like, do you talk to seniors about sex? I mean, like, I don't have any seniors in my life, so no. Uh, uh, well, I mean, do my parents count? They're, they get the 60 over 60 <laughs> discount now. But no, I don't uh, talk to them about their sex lives as much anymore. Well, really ever. Uh, I, I was like, whoa, as much <laughs> no, anymore. No, 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 no. Let's reel this I back. Mean, my, okay, so when I sent you my email, I was single. And we can get into this too. I have a partner now. Um, and he's 10 years older than me. So he's a senior. Just kidding. He'll kill me. <laughs> 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 
I make fun of him fun, all the time. Fun joke. I like making age jokes too. Yeah. Hey, Except Brady, you're older than Jeremy, so watch out. And Todd. <laughs> it's not a coincidence. Well, you know. Interesting that you you brought that up, and I don't want to. I, I I really am trying to like stay away from COVID talk because yeah. I'm fucking tired of it. But um, but I I think I think I, I am very curious based on what you just said you sent you you sent an email to us like a couple of months ago yeah but like uh, within the thick of the pandemic yep uh but now you're in a relationship how yeah. did you how did you come to uh to find and and develop and like blossom a relationship within within a global pandemic was that uh, a, a hard or unique situation um I, kind of i wish i was m- more um, responsible to be honest with you. I think like I, I treated it as if I would any other relationship and it probably wasn't the smartest thing to do in the midst of a global pandemic. Mm, But mm -hmm. when you're hard up and horny, like what are you supposed to do to be honest? No, no, no. I'm, I'm kind of kidding. Kind of not, but we, we met online (laughs) and then, um, we talked a lot and we slowly decided to like talking about our circles and who was around us and what we could do. We went uh, on a couple of socially distant dates. So um, I live out pretty much in the country. So we went uh, to a friend's house who has a lot of acreage and we just went on a walk and like stayed, Mm. we didn't touch or anything like that. And he didn't come in my house and um, just kind of built it from there. And now obviously um, like I have no qualms about it and we're really open about who we spend time around like he's been COVID tested twice actually because um, one of his other partners is from Toronto and so Toronto is a bit of a hot spot um, mm. and I was like well I'm not going to see you until you get a negative test or you spend two weeks in isolation so oh, okay so we've done all kind of stuff like that and uh, it was right in the thick of it I think I emailed you at the beginning of April and he and I got together near the end of April so um, okay. hasn't been like super long but Pretty good. Do you have the like exclusive chat? Like, are we exclusive or are we not exclusive? Because it sounds like uh, they have another partner, but um, like, is this a thing? Are we like in a relationship? Yeah. So I'm a bit crazy um, and (laughs) immediately was like, I'm your girlfriend. And he was like, Okay, um, so that's been pretty great. But he actually, uh, we I went into it like eyes wide open. He is married, so he has a wife and two children. And then he has another partner um, that he had before me, but only by a couple of months. And then there's me. So um, I don't have any other partners right now, but it's not like a, a closed off thing. It just like hasn't happened. Right. Well, it's, it seems like you've handled it pretty, pretty smartly, like, you know, and, and cautiously and carefully, you, you know, like, I, I mean, for the most part, like, like going on a social day, because here's the thing I listened to, a, I listened to um, Brian Goldman uh, of CBC hosts this podcast called The, the Dose, okay. and they, they did an episode on, and, and they're, they're, they touch on COVID a lot in this podcast, like it's, it's primarily that they're just talking about like everything COVID. Okay. Um, but they did an episode on sex during a pandemic and sex, you know, in the, in the time of COVID. And, and one of the things that they were talking about was like, yes, we are in a time where we were going through a global pandemic and yes, we need to like practice social distancing in order to stop the spread of a, of a, you know, a, a virus that can kill. But also like, 
we as humans are only like we we will only go so far and where until like we need like we need intimate touch we need you know companionship we need we need these things and so what what does that in relation to this this pandemic what does that mean going forward and and he was talking to a um someone who works for the the department of health or like the, I think it was the Department of Health in in New York City, or or specifically the Department of Sexual Health in New York City, mm-hmm. and they were talking about all the different ways that we can like, and the ways that we should be looking at engaging with sexual partners going forward, especially newer partners that we don't like isolate with or or mm-hmm. live with, mm-hmm. and like some of it was really, you know, some of it was really interesting, and really funny. It was like they were talking about. Okay, so like wearing a mask reduces the risk of spreading COVID, right? Well, they yes. were like, well, wearing a mask and like maybe try kissing while wearing a mask. Yeah, and, that's going to be a no for me. I know, <laughs> I know, I know. No. I know. And then and they were like, they were all, but they were also like very seriously being like, well, okay, um, if it's if it's primarily spread through droplets, that means it's spread like from, from the mouth, from breathing, from heavy breathing, from coughing, sneezing. They were like, well, you do reduce risk by by if you limit yourself to like doggy style. So having sex from behind as opposed to having like like more intimate face to face. Time sex. to try anal. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, but we actually did also we can come back to that because we actually did. But anyway <laughs> Actually did try anal or actually yeah, did no, decide no, like mask. we're only gonna do we're like we're doing anal with masks only okay, and listen. <laughs> zero percent to the masks like no absolutely not uh but we did try anal and i have had anal one other time and it like scarred me like real bad like one of those stories that all those girls tell you about how his dick went in and they were like yeah that was me okay Um, okay and then but then recently my partner was like let's so we've been exploring butt stuff because this is a new thing for new thing for you for me not for him um and yeah like I've been getting into it and we I, we used a butt plug and I was like okay and he was like do you want to try and I was like yeah okay like we can try and it was okay it was fine but I told him I was like I don't really want to do it again but it wasn't traumatic so that was the like oh, well, check mark yeah it's kind of like for me I think like sushi like I you know I tried it when I was probably like yeah. 13 or 14 I was like mm, no this is weird and then probably a, same with hot yoga like had to try it spaced out few years apart on occasion and be like you know maybe it's an acquired taste mm-hmm. butt stuff after butt a while stuff. but wait like, hold on but do you how do you feel about sushi now i love it i love sushi. i love hot yoga now yeah and right I, and, and you I love like butt, butt stuff, stuff too yeah, yeah that's so right, that's so, why <laughs> that is mean, why i used that metaphor right, very sure, good. okay <laughs> okay just you. to circle back um about your sexual health uh mm. podcast that you were listening to it's interesting i do think that <laughs> um part of my like stance on COVID this whole way through has basically been that like, yes, I'm going to be aware and I'm going to be careful, but I'm not going to let it stop me from living like as normal of a life as I can. So Mm. um, that was another thing when I was going into dating um, my new partner, like I was aware that this is scary and that it's kind of against the rules and I shouldn't be doing it. But at the same time I was really excited and like new relationship energy and all those things. So, Mm. um, yeah, and and I am someone who really like physical touch is huge for me. So the longer yeah. I go without it, the and I mean I know for you, Jeremy, I've listened to the podcast long enough to know that like you were literally dying. You were dying yeah. with Friday being away and yeah, 
<laughs> so yeah, yeah, it's it, yeah. I mean, uh, definitely for like those folks where physical touch is such a huge part of their like love language or wh- whatever you subscribe to, and in, in yeah. like however you want to word it, um, it's like. I mean, thank thank God we're at a time now, at least here in Nova Scotia, where things are opening back up and mm-hmm. it's it's a it's a little more loose. I know it's not like that everywhere, uh, especially to our, our United States listeners, but um, uh, yeah. So so, but I, I guess so. In in having said all that, getting away from COVID talk, uh, what has how has that sort of um, how has that mentality of, of, of physical touch being so important in your life and, and being a very sexual person and sexualized person, how have that, has that manifested in your life? You know, like I, uh, I know, I remember I, I did scan through your email and one of the things that I remember seeing was like oh. DIFS. Oh yeah. I did, did it for the do, story. Did it for the story, which that's something that I like, I've. <laughs> that's going to be on your tombstone, Jeremy. Uh, I've, I've lived by oh, that yeah. like for my entire <laughs> life. And I've got some good stories from it, but yes. I'm, I'm, I'm curious, I'm curious to know what's, uh, what's, what are some of the stories you got? <laughs> I mean, okay, listen, you have to know, you have to know that I literally give no fucks. That's like the first thing I give no fucks and, um, I don't embarrass. So like things that people are like, Ooh, I mean, like, are you sure about that? Yo, let's go. So I, <laughs> part of, you know, I, I got a, a lot of good stories. I was in a sorority when I was in uh, university. And so I got a lot of good stories out of that and then the sorority fraternity culture life because, um, you know, as, as good as it's painted in Canada, you still party uh, pretty hard. And um, is it like, is it the way, is it like what they portray in the movies? No, you no, know? no, not exactly. I, there are parties and, but you really see only like the party side or the negative side of, of fraternities and sororities in the movies and and in real life it's a lot of spending time with your sisters or your brothers whatever and you do a lot of philanthropy and it's just a lot of hanging out like yeah you party but you also I don't know you you do you raise money for charity and you um it's like a little social enterprise literally Mm. ask me why I gained everyone's like oh I why I joined everyone's like oh I joined so I could do more philanthropy. It looks so good. No, I joined because I needed friends. Like, right? I, sure, I needed friends. Sure, 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 sure. <laughs> so, I would, I would, I could see that being such a formative experience as a young woman. Like, oh, I yeah. didn't have that experience. I didn't, and I never lived in res, so <gasps> I didn't ever have this experience of like communal living in a way. Like, I've lived with other people, and I've lived with people I don't didn't know, and and stuff like that. But I. I think I would really like that kind of... I grew up with four little sisters and older siblings, you know? Like, just to have people around is really comforting to me. Turn Me On will be right back after this word from our sponsors. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact... You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. 
PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Nope. Um okay, so also cuz I'm crazy and insane, I made um, a lot of notes to be ready for this. So oh, great. <laughs> when what, you, you were, what do you got there? You were like, tell me your, your one of your did it for your stories. Well, one of them is like fairly recent. Uh, I kind of did it for the story, kind of did it because I hadn't had sex in a while. But I was at a bar in the city. It was pre-COVID, obviously, and quite drunk and like walked into this bar, immediately locked eyes with this I'm not lying to you like this 400 pound Jamaican man I walked over to him and just started like hey how are you whatever don't know how it happened started making out he was like you want to dance I was like yeah he pulled me onto the dance floor behind the staircase we were making out whatever he was like you want this was all in the span of two minutes he was like you want to leave I was <laughs> like shit yeah I'm ready to go like let's go wait 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 wait, wait. hold on hold on <laughs> did you go into the bar to be like I'm going in here and the first motherfucker I see I'm making out with or did you were you like I'm, I'm kind of hungry. I'm going to go uh, go get a snack. And the, like, <laughs> as soon as you uh, open the door, like something came over you. Okay. we So we also were bar hopping that night. I was mad already because ah, I was having, okay, we were okay. at a dance bar and I was having a, the best time. And then my friends were like, there's only 19 year olds here. We need to go. And I was almost 30 at the time. So I was having a great time. They were like, we need to leave. Fine. <laughs> they dragged me out of this bar. We go to the next one. It's live music. I really hate live music. So I was like, this is killing my vibe. But they had to go to the bathroom. So while they're in the bathroom, I'm also, this is terrible. I know it's terrible. If people leave their drinks unattended, I will steal them. And so <laughs> when That's when you're drunk or or completely sober as just well. Just drunk. Just okay. drunk. But uh so I grabbed, I found this beer on the table, grabbed it, chugged it. So I'm already drunk and acting a fool. And now they're like, okay, well, let's go to this other popular, like kind of our age more bar. So we go back up the street to it and um, yeah, it just like walked in and it was literally within two minutes and they had gone to do like a lap of the bar. So it um, kind of goes around and goes downstairs and you can come back up. And by the time they were coming back up the stairs, they, I was like right almost at the entrance leaving and they were oh like, my God. they were like, uh, what are you doing? And I was like, gotta go. They were like, gotta, don't gotta do that. Fucked. Don't do that. And I was like, bye. <laughs> so. You but like, wow. but also like it turns into a bit of a like terrible story like oh, we no. get in the no not really it's funny but like bad decisions okay. we get in the back seat of no i was in the front seat uh, of his car i don't know if he was drinking there was another one of his friends in the back seat don't know and he proceeds <laughs> to drive us somewhere and he at some point pulls out his dick and goes uh you want to suck it baby and i was like Okay, so I am giving this guy whoa, whoa. a roadhead. 
Is with his, with his homie in the back. Yeah. Oh, my God. Who whoa. is not talking or, like, doing anything. We pull up somewhere. I don't know where. Wow. Friend gets out, and he's like, yo, get in the back seat. And I'm like, yeah, all right. This seems like a great idea. <laughs> so I'm wearing a bodysuit and jeans. I oh, rip my no. jeans down, snap my bodysuit open. <laughs> I'm on all fours in the back seat. I don't even know if he got, like, one pump in. I don't even know. And I like lunged myself forward and whipped open the door and started barfing out the side of the door. Oh my <laughs> and, God. and I was like, okay, it's time to go. Like you gotta take me <laughs> home. <laughs> That's the straw that breaks oh, the camel's back. I'm my out. Lord. That so is... th- that was literally March, just so you know. Like this is not like I'm 19. This is <laughs> this, yeah, yeah. This was like this is this and was... it's winter and it's yeah. winter and I'm prancing around. <laughs> he drives me home and like oh my lord. By home I mean to my friend's house because I live in a small town too far out of the city. So I was staying mm-hmm. at my friend's house and uh, <laughs> I got out of the car. My bodysuit's like up around my belly. I'm wearing one shoe. <laughs> like I bang on the door my friend proceeds to like put me to bed and they were trying to feed me crackers and I was throwing them. And, um, then I woke up naked the next morning and they were like, why are you naked? And they were like, we put you to bed in pajamas. I was like, hard to say. <laughs> Unknown. Have you like, Holy I, 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 I mean, I, 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 like I take it that that's one story that's of many. One. Uh, yeah, of many that are like in the same realm, and that and like that's a pretty bonkers story. Um, like, have you? That's a bonkers story. Have you ever had like has 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 that has that lifestyle or that sort of mode of of thinking or like or 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 such such like such like boisterous freedom in your sexuality come come back around and bit you in in any ways in your life like like have you like have you lost friendships because people are just like fucking emmy's just emmy's like i can't go to the bar with her without her just like locking eyes with some fucking like giant man and disappearing and then showing back up at my house like an hour later no covered in puke and i i have the i have literally the best friends um mm. so the best thing about the sorority is that once you're in they can't get rid of you <laughs> so right. they were fucked um and then i just i have the best group of uh girlfriends they all know me they know that how i am they know my stories and and my sister too i have an older sister she's four years older than me and she like whether she likes it or not she gets all the nitty-gritty details so right, right. <laughs> how, I, how did I, you Sorry, go ahead, Brad. I love that this is in contrast to I. So I know what you do for a living, yeah. And I don't know <laughs> if can, that's yeah. I I almost too want to say it because, and I'll t- I'll tell you why. Can I say it, or do you want to say it? No, you go for it. Okay, so um, I am a kindergarten teacher, and uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> I have been for the past uh, few years, and oh um, <laughs> it's very funny because my my partner currently he. He told me his his kids, he has two kids. Um, I was talking to his 10-year-old. Uh, she's a girl, and she loves school. And I was like, hey, you want to know something about teachers? And my partner looked at me and was like, don't you dare ruin the magic of teachers for her. <laughs> and so part of the reason why I think, too, I wanted to do this was the fact that, like, teachers are really held on this pedestal, I think. And we're absolutely humans like people think teachers are special and mystical like 
nah, we out here fucking just like you. Like, it's, you know, it's so interesting. Excellent point. I never thought about the fetishization of teachers, but like, you know, any profession that has sort of a pedestal or a like quality of that, you know, I've fantasized about having sex with my teachers. So yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm I mean, sure. probably not my kindergarten students, yeah, but like. No, 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 no. <laughs> Hopefully not. But you never know. Kids, I mean, we don't listen, know. I learned about maps from you guys, M-A-P-S, and that like, you know, whatever, as long as you're not hurting anybody, eh, do what you got to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like, I, 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 the whole, the whole notion of like, of teachers being held in this pedestal. I remember, um, I, I definitely felt that way for the longest time. And then, and then when I, when I like finished university, the day I found out my, like my best friend, Mark became a teacher, mm-hmm. the day I found out, wait, you are officially a school teacher and, and you and I did what we just did at like at Lollapalooza like less than six months ago. Holy fuck! Like, that, <laughs> and that's like, literally like every teacher. Just so you that's know. like we're and, all... yeah. And, and then and then I was like, which <laughs> holy shit! Like I'm just realizing right now, like the teachers that I would just that taught me in school, they were fucking freaks. They yeah. all the, all of them were freaks. Do you think it would be good if more like you like? I love that your part you're t- telling your partner's kid about about what it's like to be a teacher and I was imagining you were going to tell them the story that you just told us. <laughs> <laughs> no. Nah, I, no, no, no. She's cute. I'm not going to start her yet. <laughs> yeah. But um but the oh fuck, I lost my train of thought. Something about um um do you think it would be good if we knew that about our teachers while they were teaching mm. us? Like do you think it would be like have been a little more healthy for us as learners to know that our no. teachers weren't gods. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think so because because Miss. <laughs> uh, maybe I shouldn't say her name. I have to bleep that. You know, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna fucking cut that out just in case. Uh, she used uh, to pat you on the butt. Yeah, you, uh, that's uh, we're uh, getting a little sketchy. No, but uh, 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 Miss Miss, um, she was she was a she was a really attractive teacher and, 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 and like, it was like the talk of the school. Like she was the, she was so beautiful, but she was also, she was young and she, but she was also kind of like, and maybe, maybe I'm, maybe I am like, maybe my, my, my memory has been, has, there's like some hyperbole here, but, but I, I really do think that I, that I remember this quite clearly. She was a bit of a flirt and like, and we would talk about that on the sides, like like the 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 guys at my school, the girls at my school, like we'd all be like, man, like flirted with Mitch today. That was fucking. Did anyone see that? Like it was weird. And then I remember, I remember like graduating high school, and a, a few of my friends telling me a story about them seeing Miss. Oh fuck! I, I gotta stop saying <laughs> yeah. her name. Uh, them seeing Miss, uh, seeing Miss at the bar. Yeah. And them having a conversation and I'm going, "Whoa, man, this is like blowing my mind right now." I think that if we knew those types of things because I'm sure, you know, whatever, she's a she's a she was a young woman, she had I'm yeah. sure she had a, a uh, who knows, she might have not had any sex life at all, but I'm let's just assume that she's anything like Emmy here. Um I would not have gotten a fucking ounce of work done if I was just sitting there thinking like what man. does she look like when she has sex? Yeah, or yeah, or like, man, Miss, like, Miss, Miss got a, Miss got 
railed in the back of a car last night and puked everywhere, like, <laughs> and then had to get dry. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, it's, yeah, you don't want to take away, like, so I work in the elementary system here, which is um, K to eight. So our oldest students are 13. So mm. it's not exactly the same, but you don't want to take away the magic. And also, I think having that, it, it also gives us still some respect, like teachers are, mm. um, you know, there, there's a lot of talk now about um, teachers not being so um, kind of dictatorship and students having way more autonomy and all that kind of stuff, which is great. And I agree with it, but I also think that teachers are losing a lot of their, um, power is a silly word, but parents have a lot of, a lot more input and students know how much, um, you know, they can push and their rights. And especially with cameras on phones now and all the kids have phones. And, and Mm. so I think, by keeping our personal lives quiet um, and just showing face when we're at work, we keep some of that um, respect and we're able to keep some of our power. Um, again, I don't really like that word, but there is, you know, there has to be some kind of um, authority? relationship authority over these kids when you're there, you know, especially like I had 27, yeah, totally. three, four and five year olds in one tiny little room. Like they had to listen to me, you know what I mean? Yeah. So mm-hmm. you can't be, telling their parents about how I was out fucking on the weekend and and then expect <laughs> yeah, the kids yeah, to be yeah. like oh. yeah, yeah because so. it would totally that's true hey it would totally so do you only you can't party in your town anyway not in my little town where I live so I live in a town of um around 2,500 people um <laughs> that's very small <laughs> we have listen to me we have a Tim Hortons we have two pizza places, a little grocery store. Don't say too much. People will start figuring out where you're <laughs> Yeah, at. they're going to know where I'm at. No, but um, there's no bar here. So you can't, like, you're partying with your neighbors in the backyard. But listen, my mm. neighbor's a drug dealer, which is pretty neat. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like you know everything about everyone. Uh, I want to see this movie. This yeah. is this is a good movie. The for the fucking. He's also the, like, a pediatrician, right? The, the, the yeah, freaky, the, the freaky kindergarten teacher living next to the drug dealer who's going to the bar and, <laughs> and just fucking the first set of eyes she lays. Okay, one time that happened. Hey, hey, it's all I know about you. All right, <laughs> it might have been more than once, also. <laughs> Um, what, how did you, how, how did you lose your virginity? What was your, like, oh, no. what was your sexual, like, <laughs> debut? Um, okay, so there's a few layers to this story. So, um, grew up in a small town, never really had a boyfriend, went to a fairly small high school, um, very conservative, lots of farmers and whatever. So never had a boyfriend. And then some rumors started going around about my sexuality, which I was questioning at the time, but was not, like, out um, there mm. were no out people in my high school, not a single one. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and this was, what, 2004? So 2005, somewhere in there. So I told myself I did not want to go to university being the fat virgin. Um, also, I know people can't see me, but I am very curvy and uh, vivacious. I, am, I weigh almost 300 pounds now. And back then I was like 250. So you know, bigger than my, my peers and my classmates. I've always had Mm. big boobs. Um, you know, just there was, so there was a lot of self doubt and self worth and stuff like Mm. that. So I didn't want to go to university, the fat virgin. That was like, that was my tagline. And so the summer I was 16, 
Um, I was working at a camp, which was a church camp. Lol, lol, lol. And <laughs> makes sense. <laughs> makes sense. To me. We got into some <laughs> sh- shitty shit. Um, anyway, and he was a, an Englishman, and he was like my camp boyfriend. So cute. And I had a cabin to myself, so I was not on cabin staff. I was on like non cabin staff, which basically means I didn't have to look after campers. So I had my mm-hmm. own little shack kind of mm-hmm. um yeah and so he and i would um hang out and make out and like the first blowjob i ever gave was in a cabin that had like eight sleeping kids right next to us basically so that's <laughs> great and then Classic. lost my virginity um watching mr and mrs smith so that was <laughs> that's a great, sexy movie great movie i believe yeah. <laughs> i believe that was the movie that that kick-started that uh very spicy relationship that yes so between brad and, and angelina. angelina so there there's a lot of sexual tension i mean fuck that's not a movie that i would suggest watching with you know your parents you know because it's just like someone's gonna fuck someone's having sex yeah after watching that that movie i've never just seen like, it Oh, it's good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, now I'm gonna go watch it. Yeah, yeah. You want to? Yeah, you, if you're if you're looking to spice things up at home, you <laughs> yeah. just pop in Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Oh, um, and do you know what? I, was... I ended up with him. Like, so then I had this romantic like ideation that this boy was like gonna be your yeah your my my long term boyfriend. He had like mm. bright crazy blue eyes and whatever. Um, so he lived in Toronto. So I like hoodwinked my grandma into paying for a train ticket for me to go visit him in Toronto, um, oh. which is like <laughs> kind of terrible, but whatever. Um, and his parents were away in, I don't even know, Mount Tremblant or something like that. And so I would remember just like having sex all over his house. And like we went to a movie and specifically picked a movie we didn't want to see just so we could fuck around in the movie theater. Like, oh. <laughs> yes, I remember losing my virginity and just having sex all the time as much as possible not able to get enough and like anywhere movie theaters for sure like buses and shit Mm. yeah man there's nothing like that obsession that little bunny rabbit yeah Mm -hmm. but then i actually i didn't have sex again until third year of university so okay not until i was 21 so when you time. so you said you were you were kind of <clears throat> questioning your sexuality back in like junior high or was um, that high school? No, it was high school. So Okay. Yeah. And like what was that? Like where are you at in your in your journey on on like understanding what you're attracted to and what you now want or, and all that kind or of back stuff? then? Yeah, just like tell me a little bit about about like um what like what it do you identify, are you attracted to, to, um, women, men, pansexual? Yeah. So I think it's a bit of a, um, look, it's not laughable, but I'm one of those people that's like "Mm, labels, whatever. But I, Mm. I like people, I like people's energy. Um, I really can appreciate good looking people, um, or people I find attractive, uh, in kind of any form. Like I think uh, like I'm a boobs person. Mm. Like I think boobs are really, really sexy. So um, They're all right. Yeah, I mean, um, so it's uh, it's yeah. I like people, and it, it's funny. For a long time, I was so worried that when I was trying to figure this out, I was so worried my friends thought that I was attracted to them, um, mm. and and I was worried that they would think that and they wouldn't want to be around me or they wouldn't want to change in front of me or whatever. Um, and so that 
has been an interesting journey on its own, trying to make sure that people around me like understood and were comfortable too. Um, Mm. But yeah, I just, I like people and I, I like getting, I like talking to people. That's my thing. Like I just get off on conversation and yeah. So I, I used to have that concern as well. Like in junior high, someone called me a lesbian and, and it led me down like a total rabbit hole of like questioning and really being worried that if, that I might give the impression to my girlfriends that I was mm-hmm. like flirting with them. Yeah. And I remember it's just like such an uncomfortable thing that, you know what, I, if I'm going to be totally honest, linger still lingers in my mind when I'm, when I'm like speaking with any, any person really is like, am I giving the vibe? <laughs> vibe? Yeah. And just, and worrying not so much with my close friends, obviously, but like, you know, what signals am I giving here? Because I can be very warm but I also don't know how to um, – this weird – this boundary at some point where I'm like, oh, this person this person is flirting with me. How do I stay in this conversation without, um, without looking like I'm accepting the flirtation and like giving it back and reciprocating it? I don't know. It's just something I've noticed in the last little – in the last little while in my interactions with people – with relation to my own sexuality. That's super interesting because I'm almost um, opposite than that. Like I also will, when someone is uh, flirting with me or whatever, pretty much anyone, like I'm probably trying to flirt with you and Mm. probably trying to fuck you. Like (laughs) anyone I'm (laughs) talking to, not my close friends, but like anybody I meet or people walking by or like my partner and I went out to dinner the other night and the, we had a bet to see who could hit on the server, which is so gross. Like I know it's gross, but like also I won. He told me I talked too much, but whatever. I did way better than him. The waiter t- told you you were talking too much. No, my partner did. He was like, yeah, you didn't you guys, let me get a guys, word in. You guys asked the waiter after. So we were playing this game where we were yeah. both flirting with you. Can who you, you rate fuck? us? Yeah. Yeah. Who do you want to fuck the most? <laughs> I love that game. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's it's uh it's funny. I I like people and I like flirting with people and I like thinking about having sex with people. So mm-hmm. yeah, someone someone messaged me on Hinge and said um, and said like, hey, I'm not, I'm not really uh, I'm not really looking for a relationship right now. But if like you if you ever want to just if you ever want to just flirt here, like here's my number. And I I read that and I was like. I don't know how. Like, I don't know, but I don't like. What do I say now? It's. Uh, I still. I'm still struggling with that. That whole notion of flirting. Yeah, you don't. You don't have to be skilled at flirting when you have eyebrows that move like yours, Jeremy. You can That's just. True. There you I go. Noticed that. Also, your lips. You pulled your your one lip up at one point, and I was like, "Oh, you." It's an interesting. Uh... <laughs> yeah, is this how you flirt? Yeah. <laughs> Too bad. The Too best bad. Podcast is not a visual medium. Oh, uh, uh, but you know what? I feel so attracted to any person who can make me laugh. Like I'm attracted yeah. to both of you equally. I'm getting so Ooh. much laughter Guys, right now. Have, you guys all want to take your clothes off? Great. Yeah, you want to you want to <laughs> hang out next time I'm at uh, out east? Hey. <laughs> uh, only if we all wear masks. And, yes. and only and do only from anal. behind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a very unique threesome. <laughs> uh, 
so uh, have you had have you like did you ever explore uh, have you had threesomes have you have you had sex with the with the same sex have this you is such a good question um so i've had sex once with a, a female but i was young i was uh, in high school at the time and it was pretty like fucked up i don't know we were both in like pretty fucked up places like mental health wise mm. and um mm. yeah just both <laughs> self-harming and using each other for um pretty terrible reasons so mm. uh wasn't great i have never had a threesome i am like explodingly desperately trying to have a threesome like hey guys pick me <laughs> like mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and uh, i'll be honest with you i had i didn't know what oasis was until i started listening to your podcast so um i'm now completely obsessed with oasis and fuck covid because it is keeping me from going to oasis they're a great band. I, I mean, I've been I've been pushing Oasis ever since Wonderwall, and I you know I feel like they're they're just super underrated. Yeah. Uh, Wait, sorry, sorry, fuck, sorry. You, you meant the Sex Club in sex Toronto. Sex Club, yeah. Um. So my partner, he like I said, he's ten years older than me. Him and his wife have been open for the last five years. So I say like, oh, you're ten years or five years ahead of me and all the experience stuff that you've gotten to do, um, mm. because they've been to like kink parties and swinging and like all that kind of stuff they've been to oasis a couple times and i'm literally like Mm -hmm. fuck you i'm so jealous so uh yeah super super into it super excited to explore it i need covid to go the fuck away so that i can continue exploring well actually you know what this i mean this is gonna sound like it's a fucking ad for these guys but it's it's not but uh something i'll i'll just throw your way i'm bringing it up on instagram right now so i don't uh, send you the wrong Link, but um, you should look up New Society for Wellness, okay. also known as NSFW. On okay. Instagram, it's We Are the NSFW. And uh, since COVID started, they've been putting they're, they're, they before COVID they were they were hosting sex parties in New York. Now that COVID is going on, uh, they've been hosting like these online sex parties, but. I can't attend because you need to, it needs to be, it's either, it's either, uh, um, it, they have like queer friendly rooms and then they have rooms that, that are for, uh, hetero folks, but like a single male couldn't just attend. Like yeah. you, it's kind of, it's kind of like when you go to Oasis, yeah, yeah. it's like you either go with a, like a, a male would have to be accompanied by a, a female um, but females also can just go on their own. So maybe, you know, who knows? Maybe you and your, if, if you want to like dip your toes in the water with you and your partner, um, maybe try try out a, a virtual orgy or something first. Yeah. And be like, hmm, maybe That's we can go do this in real life. Cool tip. I also, um, my sex toy collection has like exploded since this partner has come into like every month, $100 of new shit. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. that's just been the most exciting uh, best thing. Like, you, I'm, I'm excited just like thinking of it. <laughs> do you um do you display them? Do you have like a wall? No, I well, I mean, I have paddles. So there's another thing in sorority life is you paint paddles, and we don't hit each other with them. But it's like mm-hmm. a cliche thing. So I do have three paddles hanging on my wall at the end of my hall. Um, but I have uh, drawers under my bed, and I just keep bins of. They're they're sorted nicely <laughs> into different I'm, bins. Drawer have, organizers. Yes. Do you have do you have like a like did you find a toy that became your new favorite thing or like like it during COVID like getting all these new toys like are you did you did you come across anything where you're like whoa I didn't realize I'd be so into like 
you know, just a clit stim, mm. like one of those sucker things. Yeah, I got one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. It's not like there's a 2.0 version that I should have gotten because whatever. The 1.0 version is not right. that good. But right. uh, no, like nothing. I ordered um, some, I ordered a like whip and then also a crop and I knew I was going to be super into them. And like, yes, 100%. Like we were having sex the other night. It was like two in the morning and I woke him up and then like our sex session just like escalated and I was like, okay, here you go. Like start hitting me. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, that was something I knew I would be into, but just hadn't had the right partner or like found the right partner to explore that kind of thing with. We just got right. a spreader bar and I'm like so fucking excited for that. What's that? A spreader bar. Yeah. Oh, so it has like a clips on the end of it and you can adjust how far out you want the bar to go and then you can clip both your wrists and your ankles to it or just your ankles or just your wrists so it like forces you um into a position is that what maggie gyllenhaal was wearing in secretary i have no idea because i don't know what that is okay it's a- i haven't watched it yet but you've you've asked me to watch that movie several times you over. haven't seen that movie no I, I never watched it yet but i but you you've i mean t- t- tell tell us about it because it's it's apparently fucking awesome. You know, I've seen I've, I, the last time I saw it was a handful of years ago. So, but the image really stuck with me because it was the first time I'd ever seen in sort of like a popular culture movie any depiction of BDSM. Mm-hmm. And she basically she this Maggie Gyllenhaal gets a job as this fellow's secretary. And I'm sure if I went back and watched it, I'm sure if we did, we'd all be like, this movie's problematic for these reasons. But she, I'm pretty sure she wore right. one of these bars. She uh, got, yeah, there's a there's a photo here of, okay. uh, of her in one. It's also got a collar. So it's attached to a collar. Yeah, I'm not as down for the collar situation as some people are. But uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'm sure you can literally do anything with these toys. I swear to God, they're so they're exciting. <laughs> it is. Yeah. You know, it's it's the first time I, I've. When you said spreader bar, I didn't, I, I didn't quite know what you were talking about. Um, but God damn, this looks fun. <laughs> it's a fun looking thing. Yeah. So I'm, uh, we ordered a, we, I mean, when I say we, I mean me. And then I'm like, surprise, look what I got for us. <laughs> um, but I'm super stoked. We got a second set of cups, which, um, cause we had the first one, which was great, like for tying up and, and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm really stoked to be forced into certain positions we'll see what he does he's very timid which is funny and only like uh like he's he's quiet and timid and reserved so opposite than me and then we fell into these roles kind of as our uh, as we started having sex um because i i like you know pain and uh whatever and we've kind of fallen into this like daddy baby girl thing which is mm-hmm. very like again like he was like what's your you got issues with your daddy like what's going on here and i was like <laughs> No, I don't, I don't really know. Like it just, it's just hot. So it's fun. It's definitely, it's the first sexual relationship in quite a while that I've been like, yo, this is exciting. Like we're trying new things and I am down for this. So do do you, in your history have you had that sort of connection at first and had it like dwindle out? Cause I, I, I kind of, hear that and I'm like yeah I feel like the beginning of any sexual relationship is almost like a new uh, like book of knowledge um but then sometimes it it kind of I don't know you the pages stop you're yeah, getting book and you're like oh yeah, that's yeah. all that's in this book definitely I think 
that's a fear of mine. So like, um, monogamy like isn't my jam on top of like, you know, we kind of touched on it being, um, polyamorous and whatever. And I just am not very good at monogamy. I cheat. That's the, to be completely honest with you, I cheat generally. So instead of cheating and then having to, you know, break up, um, it's easier to be like, okay, well, I'm going to go explore this and we're fine with it because it was kind of the parameters we set out in the beginning. So I don't worry about that happening as much now because we're having sex with different people. Mm. Um, and so when we come back together, like, and we're not having sex every day, right? Like I only see him once or twice a week because um, his life is a little bit more spread out than mine is. Um, yeah. So it, I don't worry about that happening as much, but I do think that's happened in the past for sure. And I think a lot of the time, to be honest with you, I think men are always like, Oh, I have such a high sex drive. Like maybe you do, but I swear to God, I have the highest sex drive of anybody you'll meet. Like <laughs> I, it's outrageous. Did you always know that about yourself? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've always like always known. I started masturbating really young and like always wanted to talk about sex and um, just always horny. Like I'm always horny. It's, outrageous bringing it back to your parents did you talk to did you talk to your parents about that while you were coming up no I didn't think I mean my mom um gave us the the sex ed talk when we were I mean around puberty so 12 or whatever um one time I walked in on my mom and my stepdad having sex and ran away promptly and then had to sit through a conversation about how (laughs) sex is natural and beautiful and they're not embarrassed and yeah, I mean, that was a bit scarring, to be honest, but, uh, yeah. um, but yeah, no, I, I, I don't remember ever talking to my parents about being like, I wouldn't use the words hypersexual, but, um, Horn dog. yeah, like I've learned to control it, I think a bit better the older I get. Um, but yeah, I, I always knew I was more sexual than, especially just, I just laugh when men or boys are like. Yeah, I'm I'm the horniest person you'll ever meet. And I'm like, want to bet? Game on. Yeah, let's see who lasts longer. <laughs> I love that. Do you, what God, you... the word horn dog makes me laugh so much. I, I, it just makes I, me think I... of hot dogs. Like, I just want to eat a hot dog. Corn dogs. Corn, corn dog. Mm, I love a good corn dog. I don't think I've ever, ever had a corn dog. What? Even... Had, have you ever had a horn dog? <laughs> I've had it. Why do you say it like that? Yeah, yeah. like, ooh. <laughs> ooh. No, no thanks. What were you going to ask me, Bridie? I thought you were about to say something. Uh, I don't remember. I was definitely not about corn dogs or horn, horn dog. dogs. <sighs> oh, look, I literally wrote on here the horniest preteen. I humped pillows. I made dildos out of Kleenex to hump. That's true. And then I would hide them in my closet. Ooh, Wait, I you used... made dildos out of Kleenex? <laughs> okay, tip that, for your... That, that'd take a lot of Kleenex. Yeah, like you... use a tampon. <laughs> no. yeah. You just take the Kleenex and you like wind it around and around itself. I used to hump them and get off on that. Wow, interesting. <laughs> Balled like, up socks. That, yeah, that me. yeah. Mm. Um, and then when I was like 15, I can remember being on like those um, teen chat sites and being like, ASL, you want a cyber? Like, yeah. having like cyber sex with randoms who are probably police officers and uh, pedophiles. Fucking <laughs> like, ASL. Those were the yeah, great man. old chat yeah. room days. Wanna cyber. Yeah. Oh my God. Wanna cyber. Wanna cyber. God, I so, haven't heard that in so long. Well, you're welcome for the ASL. Wanna cyber? Memory yeah. lane there because that was a big part of my 13 to 15 unattended on the computer. Yeah. 
So, so do you have, do you have, um, do you have like a, uh, a sexual bucket list or things that you, that you, you know, you said you're desperately trying for a threesome. Um, is there, is there anything else on that list that you, you're really hoping to like achieve one day? Um, kind of, yes. I mean, sex club Oasis is a, or like any sex club is a big one. Um, and sex parties. Like I'm really into the idea of watching other people have sex and like that opportunity Mm. hasn't come along yet. So, um, that's one of them. And then threesome or group sex, like stuff like that. Um, I've some of them, like the really cliche ones that are like sex in public or whatever. I've been Mm. there, done that, like Mm kind of over it. Um, been caught, like, I don't know, just stuff like that. Sex toys and stuff. Like I'm doing it. Uh, it's exciting, but I don't really have like anything that I, haven't done or I don't really want to do except for like those kind of few handful things. Hmm. Well, this is uh you are, you are most certainly uh, <laughs> a, a, a turn me on guest. Like this is, this is like, this is classic OG fucking. Literally. Show us, I listened, show us what you got. When I texted or I, when I so messaged fun. Friday, I had been listening to one of your episodes and I was like, yo, I can shoot this shit like this. Like I can play this <laughs> yeah. game with them. <laughs> it's a fun game to play. Yeah. Um, I didn't even well, talk about any... how I like to barf on dicks. Anyway, that's a... Oh, uh, <laughs> you like? I mean, I was going to wrap it up, but, but uh, you, no. like no, you like to barf? You like to barf on dicks? Like, well, but I mean, it's a, a sign of like... There's a few things. Listen. Listen, Jeremy. I'm listening. There's a few things. First of all, you should be proud if I barf on your dick because it means your dick is so big it's hitting my gag reflex. Second of all... <laughs> okay, sure. All right. <laughs> second of all... It means I'm like doing work and I'm not going to stop. And I um, pride myself on my blowjob skills and I don't like barfing on dicks, but it's happened more than five times or so. <laughs> so wow, okay. it becomes like kind of a, you know, signature story. <laughs> now, okay. So, here, so, move. Yeah, duh. So, he, so here's something that I'm curious about because you know, it's like, like I, I have, I have, I have friends that like that, that aren't as sexually like, um, that are a little bit more like conversationally sexually repressed than, than I am. Mm. And, and they, and I, like, I'll bring up something that came up on the podcast one time. And, and the, uh, oftentimes like the reaction I'll get is like, man, how the fuck, like, like there was one person in particular who I talked to and, and their reaction is always like, how the fuck do you like what the fuck how how do people even come to realize that they're into that stuff and i'm like ah oh, you know it's just like a it's just a process and people go through things and you know whatever hearing you say i barf on someone's dick or i like to barf on dicks or i've barfed on people's dicks <laughs> makes me wonder have you ever have you ever done that and and the person that you th- cuz like it's one thing to gag on a on a dick during a blowjob but to to physically vomit on a dick during a blowjob you're probably going to get like one of three reactions one (laughs) reaction would probably be like whoopsie like oh oh whoops like it's okay we're we're okay the another reaction would be like oh not for me (laughs) you know like like no thanks and then the other reaction i feel like could be like holy shit i didn't realize how much I love having my dick barfed on. <laughs> so I'm wondering when you've done, you've done that five times. Have you ever like, have, did you ever like 
Did you ever like um, uh, unearth someone's like barf on my dick fetish? Uh, don't think so. It's happened mm. a few times uh, when I was drunk in like one night stands, so they don't count because sure, so you, like don't, you, might, you don't get any like debris. You might have done it and you just don't know. Like they they went off and they were like, "Oh my god, I'll never find my unicorn again." I gotta. <laughs> Well, Who's who will ever barf on my dick again? Listen, sometimes too they don't like the one guy I did to. I don't even think he knew what happened. He, I was just like right. wipe it away. But one guy, I told him I was like, if I keep going, I'm going to barf on your dick, and he was like, go do it. And so I was literally like giving head, turned my head, barfed all over like his hip and down his side, and then like kept going, barf, kept going, like over and over. So. I think, like, yeah, I think it absolutely can be a fetish. I think sometimes something got unearthed there. Yeah, sure. I think, yeah, I think some people don't notice. Um, wow. And then I think also, like, <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty. This is horrible, but I also sometimes will wipe it away. But sometimes I'm just like, slurp that back up. Oh, like, you got to keep it, going. Man. Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> so, if it's not, huh. if it hasn't cooled in temperature, yeah. <laughs> oh, put that back in there. <laughs> oh. You know, it's, you know, the, the, this whole time I was like, I was listening to all this kind of being like, Gee, yeah, man, I don't know. Like I'm, I'm, I'm putting my, I'm going, if, if someone threw up on my dick, like, what would you do? God, I'm kind of, and, and I'm kind of like, huh, maybe I'm into it. Bridie, you saying that, that was the one thing where I went, God, I, I wow, I don't feel good. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't let it cool. Just don't yeah. think about the temperature. Don't yeah. think about the temperature. The minute, yeah. the minute, the second oh it God. drops to outside body temperature, it's not going back in. Not going back down. That's so uh, all right. You can this, wrap it up now, Jeremy. That's the, well, this, <laughs> uh, yeah, this, I mean, this has been fucking. This has been fun. Uh, I. This has been great. I'm. I'm. You know. I feel like. Uh, I feel like. Let's give you another. Let's. Let's. Let's get COVID over with and give you another few months and and, yeah, and I'll check come back, back for, in. Uh, part let's, two. Yeah, let's do a round two and hear hear what other fucking crazy shit you've gotten up to. <laughs> this is great. Well, this is really fun. I mean, yeah. thanks for taking the time to to share some of, some of your stories. <laughs> some of them. I'll come back. Just, just I'll a come few. back. <laughs> uh, yeah. Thanks a lot. This is really fun. That's awesome. Thanks so much, guys. And uh, thank you all so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed it. Uh, we will be back next week, as we always are, with a, another great conversation. In the meantime, do us a favor. Go to Apple Podcasts, hit the rating, review, the subscribe, do all that stuff, and then Spotify, follow us, and all that stuff, And because uh, that's important. But also, you could go to our Patreon. Right, Bridie? Yeah. Head on over to patreon.com slash turn me on and uh, check, check us out over there. Um, we are also Instagrammable, of course, at Turn Me On Podcast. Ooh. You can send us pictures of your butts to feature butts. in our, our butt gallery. Um, and if you want to be a guest on the show or you know someone who would be a great guest on the show, feel free to reach out directly to us at email, turnmeonpodcast.gmail.com. Uh, that is it for this week. Until next week. Go fuck yourself.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.